Okay, in this episode, I speak with my friend Paul Julian. He's uh, practiced the Infinite Banking Concept since 2012, and he's uh, leading by example and has uh, actually put into practice Nelson's even distribution of age classes. So we had fun, and I uh, hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Okay, welcome to the Banking with a Lot podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery, and I'm always excited to have guests on, and I'm really excited today because I have a client that he's uh 12 years or no wait he became a client in 2012 paul julian we've become friends very cool guy got a uh you know a great story and a great background and that's why he's here and he's willing to share that with us so i think we're gonna have fun and i hope you enjoy it welcome paul julian can i even mention your last name you may certainly back that up paul wayne julian if you need that (laughs) (laughs) well paul thanks for coming in it's great to be here just, uh, I would like the listeners to know a little bit about you, who you are, and uh, you know what you do, and why it really matters to them. And here, let me say this, and I don't want to, you know, give your whole background because he's legitimately interesting and a cool guy. Um, but we met about at least uh, nine years ago. You so you've been a client for nine years, right? right? Yes. Well, that's the number you got. And I started listening to you. Uh, heard you on a audio interview before that, so it was at least a year before that that I came across you. You know, I would like to get into that because to you know today, comparatively, there's so much more information that's available today, and I'm not saying that it's all good, but I think most of it is. Um, you know, you go back. 10 years and and there just wasn't as much information out there there's a couple of radio advertisers and then it was nelson being hosted around the country doing his 10-hour seminar and typically if you weren't present there then you didn't really hear the message so um just let's start back there and bring us up to date if you don't mind about me or about how i heard about you or about how you heard about the infinite banking concept okay right um i was Got in, started in real estate investing uh, in the early 2000s and had started going to some meetups in Dallas. There weren't called meetups then. <laughs> it was just once a month meeting, you know, for a real estate investor group. And so I ran across a gal there called Jackie Lang. And I also ran across her mentor, Jack Miller. Yeah, yeah. And so he's no longer guy. with us, Jack he Miller. Yeah. Man, it's, I still got all his old tapes. I love hearing him yeah. talk, and I need to start re-listening to his stuff. But um, Jackie started doing, she didn't call it a podcast. It was just an audio interview, and I would download those when I was driving back and forth to work and listen to them. And one of those was you and Eb. Eb on uh, talking about the infinite banking uh, concept and Nelson Nash. And I remember listening to it. It was like an hour long. And I was like, ah, I got to listen to it again. I just could it was just, man, I was just, I like stuff that's different. I like stuff that's out of, not just the normal, it's thinking differently. And then I did listen to it again. And then at some point either saw y'all speak or just got in touch with you and got some books and was reading and you were kind enough to walk me through it and 
started with my policy and my son and uh, son-in-law and daughter they both have policies i've got policies on five grandkids and you know i wasn't sure this morning you know i was just trying to uh look at your original policy to find Mm -hmm. the date of issue kind of thing and that was 2012 right? right and i and I don't even know how many policies you have, right? You know, or uh, like I said, so. I've got mine, and I've got five grandkids the, from age six to uh, four months. We just got Truitt's uh, set up, so so you're legitimately doing the even distribution of age classes that Nelson speaks about in this first book or writes about, and becoming your own banker, page seventy one, I believe. Wow. Because he used to say every time uh, grandbaby's born, there's four policies fired up, you know, uh, or two, I'm sorry. Him and Mary purchased one on their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren, right. and then the parents would purchase them, and then really both sets of the grandparents. So a lot of policies were. Right. And so you're doing that, and I'm very appreciative of that. Because um, we can talk about it all day long, you know, and it's all conversation until somebody writes a check, and you've written a lot of checks over the years. <laughs> but... uh I've- you know, if I want to go, if I go back to, uh, you know, Jackie Lang, Eb, Eb's a, he was a, he's a former board certified general uh, surgeon. And he uh, interned under DeBakey, Bentov Hospital in Houston. Great guy. He became a client and he was a big real estate investor and still is. Um and then he was a client for maybe a couple of years, and he kept referring people, and he's like, oh, I want to become an agent. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So he became an agent. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, that was my connection to Jackie Lang and her real estate okay. group was um, Eberhard. And uh, we did a couple of phone recordings. <clears throat> excuse me. And we did uh, a presentation, I think, in Las Vegas or somewhere. Okay. Um and so that was my memory of the background. And then, too, I remember driving out to West Texas, meeting a client or something, and I had a phone call with you. Okay. And that was one of my first memories of us uh, talking. And, and you know, it's, uh, it's a great joy to experience when the light bulb comes on right. with people, and then they, they get past the word life insurance, and they get past, you know, all of the conventional – you know, financial advice and activities and see beyond that and what yeah. can be done with this. And well, I like your style. I uh, like the talks that you've given. I'm fortunate enough to see you and Nelson Nash uh, s- several times. And, um, you know, just some of the things, one thing you told me that I've talked to, you know, sitting around the fire station table, just talking about if talking about IRAs and the government sponsored plans and all the, if why don't they just cut my taxes if they want to let me want me to just cut my taxes just don't tax me everything I just, yeah don't tax the deal it's just got me Ugh, it's just got me I left that out he's a retired fireman so can I tell sure. him where yeah I was I'll how about I do it I was okay. uh, worked with uh, Dallas Fire Department for 37 plus years Retired in May of this year. Well, thank you and congratulations. Are you busier now than ever? I am. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, it's been, uh, what is it, five months almost? 
yeah, five months and uh, had a fifth grandbaby and um, a busy summer. That puts a whole new perspective on life, doesn't it? It does, Red for sure. You start Man, showing you up. watch them, and they are just—it's so fun to. I don't think I paid enough attention when my kids were little. Yeah, uh, it's working. Yeah, but um, it's fun to have the time to sit back and just be calm and not in the rush of, and just watch them and to see how uh, eager they are to learn and yeah. growing up doing stuff. You know, when you were still working, <clears throat> I know you got a lot of pushback, uh, you know, potentially from the firehouse or the people you're sharing with. Um, but you did you did put together a group, and, uh, and I spoke in front of a room full of firemen. I did. And, uh, I've, I had made an attempt to, like I said, Dallas Fire and Police Pension went through <laughs> a bit of a— crisis uh over the last uh 10 years for sure uh but it was it started long before that and um i had put together a little training at the association hall and i still have on my in fact i looked it up recently or just came across it and uh the high the headline of the deal that i sent out to all the fire stations were are you worried yet and um, it talked about the pension deal, and we set up a thing for you to talk to. And it was, um, I'm not a, a big event promoter, yeah. um, but I did try to get the word out there, and I had a good response from the the people that did at the end. I have no idea if anybody ever came a client, but I appreciate you spreading the word. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and, and uh, we did get new clients from there. Good. Awesome. And it was about typical, you know, I think that was even recorded, I think. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure it was. I think, I think you did audio for sure. Well, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, it, but we haven't ever released it anywhere. Okay. But there was uh, we got some fabulous clients from that, as a matter of fact. Good. You know, when the, look, the pensions are underwater. Right. They've been underwater, and it's going to get worse. Oh, wait a minute. You can't, you can't. Uh, guarantee seven, eight, nine percent rates of return, and that's what most of the pensions are built on. And then the pensions are forced to buy government bonds. Right. Think about this, right? And U.S. Treasuries and all-time six thousand year low in interest rates. I mean, six thousand years of recorded history in the lowest interest rate environment ever. And a certain amount of these, all of the pensions have to buy a certain amount of government bonds, but then they have to use the Seven, eight, and six, seven, eight, and nine percent actuarial yeah. rates of return to, to 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 deliver the promises, yeah. and they can't do that. And uh, one of the biggest parts of the life insurance business today is pension risk transfer. Yeah. All of these companies can't guarantee the pension, so what do they do? They go uh, sell that whole block of business to a life insurance company, and those bean counters know how to deliver a pension, <laughs> but it won't be at a five percent yeah. rate of return. That's what frustrated me. I actually ran for the pension board once, and like I said, I'm not a big promoter. And um, I was, I was not as vocal as I should be, but I was talking about, and it was really too late even then uh, when I ran. But the the dominoes were already falling uh, for the police and fire pension, but people just didn't want to hear what I felt like was the truth and uh, what well, a lot of people did, but 
nobody really on the board. And, you know, they would say everything is, well, we got an actuary. We got an actuary. And they said, it's fine. But then I'll say, <laughs> okay, well, what if I say all your lines go up? All your lines go up. I said, what happens if, if we shoot at just one down year, you know? Yeah. And then oh, they go, oh, yeah, but all the numbers you, on the right side of the page change. The, as long as it's like as long as you spread the the liability, where no one person or no one party is can be said. Well, they just shuffle it around enough to where nobody's to blame. But yep, the working guys get uh, the brunt of it, mm -hmm. and the new guys get nothing near what y'all were promised. Right. That is cool. Uh, wait, but neither do y'all. That's <laughs> And that is the big deal. I, I feel like I have to replace the blessing that I have as far as uh, fire department pension, but I don't trust it. Yeah. I do not trust it. And what they say you get today is they could change it next month. And so I like listening to people like you and looking at products like this to work on replacing what somebody else says I get to have with something a little more under my control. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, if you're going to take a risk, you might as well, if you can, um, take the risk that you have some control in. Right. 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 So have you done uh, some uh, real estate deals or activities i have we talked about that you and i had um when i first got into it and i i have done that i have several odds and ends through the usually using the cash values as either a down payment or something or some way to fund a project and then i'm really kind of surprised <laughs> surprised you asked me to come on the podcast because i haven't been great about paying those loans back uh, up to this point, but that's, it's coming. Well, you have it's an coming. opportunity, right? Yeah, you can repay a loan at any time. I do. Yes. You can only pay a premium annually. Right. So, you know, premium does have priority in my opinion over loan repayments. However, you can't let the loans grow out of control. Right. And I'm not, you're not, your, your loans are not out of control. <laughs> I don't want to. Well, I need to do better. You, you. But, and we can all do better. Uh, no question about that. Um, and, and then, too, you continue buying policies. Right. You know, you continue paying premium, not only on your policy, but all the other policies that you have, you own. And then um, I don't even know if you own. I don't think and I don't want to cross any bounds. No. But uh, I, I mean, just the, the people around you, you've caused other family members right. to get involved in. Not from uh, forcing a forcing position. It's like you're you're doing it. You're leading by example, yeah. and you're just sharing that with them. And you know, some get it. You know, yeah. some don't. Yeah. But it just seems to me like you're you're doing. You know, you've got a pretty good influence on your family. Um, I think so, and I think it's our family in general is uh, pretty long term mm -hmm. oriented with stuff and. Um, you know, my daughter Sean and her husband Tyler—they've really done well with it. 
And um, yes, they have. Thank you, my Sean. Uh, Thank you, Tyler. Son. I hope they listen. But you know, they got to listen more than fifteen minutes to hear my son Shay and um, his wife Jennifer. They were they didn't really understand it, and uh, but we do have policies on both their kids, so they're going to see the benefits of that yeah. and everything down the road. So that's I, I enjoy getting my uh, deals where I got to put another. I enjoy writing those checks to fund those policies for them because. Right. They call me PJ and call Melissa Missy. So PJ and Missy, they'll be thanking us. Your grandbabies that. call you that? PJ yeah. and Melissa? Missy. PJ Missy. and Missy. PJ and Missy. Yeah. Perfect. I've never met your wife until this morning. It was That was fun. She's a, you know. she's a cool gal. Well, she'd have to be to hang around with you. <laughs> <laughs> she's forgiving, too. So. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> like For we sure. Grace. Right? For sure. So, um I was kind of going back to, you know, back in the day when you didn't really have uh, the opportunity to hear as many podcasts and as many people talking about the infinite banking concept, the idea that you can become your own banker. And I know today I, what I call noise, there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of noise in every industry. And I'm not talking about the uh, what I'm saying is there's a lot of good information out there, but I am not talking about all of those exotic illustrations that just merely focus on the, the rate of return, the rate of return, and trying to improve or bolt on or make better the work of Nelson. Right. I'm not talking about those. Okay. All right? um, but there are some, there is good information out there, no question. But back whenever you mm-hmm. uh, were first exposed to it is because you were active in real estate. And, right. And you just kind of stumble across stuff and hopefully you, like I said, I just picked up, man, I got to listen to that again and get more information. So sometimes just stumbling through, <laughs> yeah, you find a gym. It's the same. It's the same thing today. I mean, I think you've got to step over a lot of, there's more to step over mm-hmm. today to get to You're the right. truth. Right. But once you step over that, when you get to the truth, it's pretty much going to lead you to Birmingham, Alabama, in my opinion. Right. Um, and then it'll lead you here. It right. should lead you here. All right. That's a, the only plug I'm going to put in there. Well, I have, I'll do a plug for you. Okay. I'm going to plug you because nope. my wife, Missy, she is all about planning. And I told her that when everything, when anytime anything should ever happen to me, and she's wondering what to do with whatever just ask James Nethery yeah. whatever he would do you know it'll be uh, you know it'll be the right thing the right way to go so I appreciate go-to that so. I appreciate that so now I mean I hope I hope you're here a very long time me too right? but um, if she ever calls me I'll, I'll know her now I'll recognize her <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I was at a, that reminds me though Paul I was at a volleyball game you know Riley our youngest child is um, in eighth grade and she's okay. volleyball team mm-hmm. and, and so I don't miss any volleyball uh, games and I was walking into the, the gym a couple of weeks ago and I hear this lady say James James and you know there's a crowd of people and I'm just narrow minded just going to my bleacher and uh, James James and I turn around and there's a client she's been a client for 15 years mm-hmm. Right. And um, she's standing there and, you know, say hi, give her a hug. How are you? And she says, and her granddaughter was playing on the opposite team. Right. right? And she's standing there with her son and uh, her daughter in law. 
And she says, James, I want you to meet my son. And we turned around and she introduced us and, and she told him, she said, you know, uh, if something ever happens to me, you know, you need to call James because he knows where all the money is and knows everything that's going on. Yeah. And, and the son said, well, I'm glad somebody does. I don't know anything about the money. And I said to the son, I'm like, that's generally the way it is. So yeah. I don't feel like the Lone Ranger. Yeah, that's really the way it's supposed to be. There's a reason for that. Right. <laughs> right. Was there, is there anything that you would tell uh, the listener uh, that is maybe newly exposed to this idea that you could potentially become your own banker? I think just, I mean, there's a lot of books. Uh, you've got a table full of books. And that's the way I started because I would, I'm a slow reader. Me too. <laughs> I highlight when I read, I got the important stuff. So just get a few books, start wading through it, ask a lot of questions because James is, very patient and has the experience to, I don't know, put it in a understandable way. So some of the, you can get caught up in the math and the illustrations and this and that, but uh, I like dealing with the principles yeah. rather than the, all the numbers and all that stuff. But the principles are what led me to want to get involved in it and you're good at explaining those and uh, why this would be a benefit to families and um, to estates and why you need to have something that's not controlled by the government as much which that was a big deal for me too I appreciate that um, but you're kind of a numbers guy too if I remember you can you can run a pretty mean spreadsheet. I, I can do a little bit, but my Tyler's better at it than I am. He's yeah. I, you might get some mesquite fire department. I mean, he's selling this. He's talked to a lot of guys at the is, mesquite fire department. Is he a fireman? Mm -hmm. About almost five. It's either five years ago or July was five years, something like that. And he's well, you go Tyler, a firefighter and paramedic with a mesquite, and often he'll talk about somehow it comes up, and he brings up his policies and what they're doing with them and might want to see about putting on a program on Mesquite Fire Department. So. You know, I go only where called. So, but I <laughs> do... Uh, he might be able to get you. My... Hook you up. Efforts to be worthy to be called, you know, and that's literally you, read and you've kind of talked that about that in sure. the past, but... But... Um, so the... Uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I agree. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll touch on the, the reading, Becoming Your Own Banker. There's no substitute for that. Nelson's first book, and yep, it was printed in 2000. I get it. And this is, you know, 2021, and soon 2022 is going to be here, and 7702 calculations are going to change. I get all that. There's lots of changes that have happened um, since 2000 in, when Nelson published the book. But his second book, uh, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, mm -hmm. And then I promote and highly encourage the reading of How Privatized Banking Really Works. That's uh, Dr. Robert Murphy Got and Carlos one. Lara. Got that one. Um, and then I also prefer, if you uh, are visual, is in, and audio too, but the Banking with Life DVD. I was the executive producer on that, but it, it's good in my I've opinion. got all those I've got all those they're all on my bookshelf <laughs> and then uh, the listener too you should have uh, 
in your library, you should have Nelson's six and a half hour live presentation recording. Um, it's his live presentation on DVD. And if you call my office, you can get a 20% discount on that. That is sold through and fulfilled through uh, the Nelson Nash Institute at infinitebanking.org. Now, because a lot of people, Paul, or didn't have the opportunity to hear Nelson. And you mentioned earlier, and I know you've heard him several times. Yep. yep. He's, fun. He's a fun man to talk to. Interesting man. He's a pretty Come cool on. guy, wasn't he? He was. <laughs> really was. Yeah. And, and so. Mary, he always had Mary with him, right? Was it Mary? Yeah, gener- yeah Mary. Generally, always. You know, yeah. there in the last few years, sometimes she wouldn't travel with him because he would do two or three events in, mm-hmm. in a row. But um, Mary's still with us. and Good. Uh, beautiful lady but Nelson was a very very cool guy easy to talk to mm-hmm. down to earth uh, one of the most intelligent men that um, I've ever known it was like uh, the uh, if you didn't have a wise or didn't get to spend time with a wise grandfather or something like that I mean that's what it was like you think I think I just learned something and yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> he always up uh, he always made, uh, I feel like, and I've said it, I think, before, but he always made you feel like you could be a room full of people. There could be 300 people in the room or 50 or 100, and he made you feel like he was talking to you. He did. You know? He did, very much so. And and he would always stay late and come early and talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. and You know, and then, too, every day he would get up and answer all these emails. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. how do you do that? Well. And then, he never went to the bathroom when he talked. I never saw, I've had to rush out. I said, dude, when is he? He's got to go to the bathroom. I mean, he is, He needs a restroom break. Give this man a restroom break. That's what you'd have to, when he would start talking, you know, uh, you, you would have to stop him. You would. And right. uh, he, he turned into an absolute camel. He did not have to go to the restroom. <laughs> I remember thinking, that, wow, I've been twice. And he hadn't even made a move. So. You know, I used to... Uh, and we would not give him a hard time, but we would talk about that. It, it reminded me of the days way back, you know, 25 years ago when I'm driving all over the state of mm-hmm. Texas, you know, I could drive 10 or 12 hours without stopping. <laughs> Today, not so much, you know. <laughs> I blame mine on the fire department. I was always just scared I would get a run and get called out on a call and not be able to go. So at the first ink, just go to the restaurant. Never pass up a potty. So you you trained your body not. To I be think a camel. I did. Yeah, that's costing me now. So I've got to, yeah, right. Got to well, look, it. you uh, you mentioned the iron. What do? You, okay, so we're in Alvarado, Texas. You're from East Texas. Athens, yeah. Okay, Athens. Um, and y'all happen to be here this weekend. I know. I'd like to say you came just for the podcast, but either. I would have. <laughs> but thank you. Um, but you're down here to do something. You're a pretty athletic guy. I mean, you're I, like muscle iron paper I boy. Just you try like not work to, out every day. I do actually work out every day. Something it shows something. Um, but we are uh, Melissa and I are doing a Spartan race this weekend. What is that? Uh, it sounds tough. <laughs> it's 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 something you should just look up. Uh, Joe Desena and the Spartan dot com and uh, the Spartan movement and uh, they do. It's like an obstacle course racing. Kind of deal. Melissa's doing a trail run, which so they've added that in the last few years. So she's doing the trail run, and I'm doing the obstacle course racing. And this is the shortest. They're different 
length of courses. Mm-hmm. They're usually, some are done at stadiums around the country, but most of them they started, it's uh, you know at a ranch out here, out in the country somewhere. You're gonna get wet, you're gonna get muddy, you're gonna get sore, you're gonna get tired, and uh, it's climbing ropes, crawling under barbed wire, uh, jumping over fences, uh, just all t- types of things to get you out and test yourself a little bit physically, a little bit mentally, and try to uh, make you more Spartan-like. It and sounds so, like it's uh, endurance yeah. and agility. It is. And, and, uh, but, and I've got some guys, some older buddies of mine, that I'm trying to get, and I had them signed up, uh, but then the COVID deal hit, and they shut down all the races, and so I haven't got them back. They're in their 60s and 70s, and uh, there's, man, I don't know if I could do it. I said, if you went to one race, even if you just went to watch, and you saw the people that were there doing it and the kind of the things that they were overcoming to do a race, you just, I can do that. Yeah. You just got to get to one. And... Um, in fact, this weekend, there's a gentleman named Paul Lachance, and he is completing eight trifectas. So a trifecta is a short, a medium, and a long race in a year. He's doing eight of those, Yay. 24 total races, and tomorrow is his final race to cap off that, the eight trifectas in a calendar year, and he turned 80 this year. Wow. So... And that's going to be fun to to see him. And so you have no excuse of what I just eight heard. at eighty. That's what his shirt says. Eight at eighty. Eight so, at eighty. Yep, that's so, pretty strong. So anyway, huh? Physical, got to yeah. stay physically, financially, and yeah, I agree. Spiritually is okay too. Yeah, yeah all that. Stuff. Yeah, spiritual, physical. I, I do good. To, professional. I mean, I got out of bed early, but I slept late. I generally get up several times a week at three fifty in the morning really? to do. Uh, my little workouts with okay. them. That's awesome. Get knocked it out. You feel better when you get it knocked out and out of the way and just kind of start mm-hmm. your day off. Mm-hmm. Great. Are you familiar with Camp Gladiator? Yes. So I used to do that for about four years, and then it kind of fell apart in our area. And then the uh, trainer, we all became friends, mm-hmm. and so there's a group of us that privately get together. Okay. So he's certified. That's his awesome. wife's certified. and. Mm-hmm. They're absolute beast and young and healthy, you know. I taught CrossFit, CrossFit for a few years too, mm-hmm. and there in Athens, at a gym. It was, that was fun. That was part of my deal about getting back into shape and uh, testing myself. They do that, and I'm like, my joints can't handle some of that. <laughs> you know? You're right. And that's the deal about CrossFit. Everything's scalable. You do, nobody starts. Right you know, at the top. So, oh yeah, I modify the. I yeah, modify, modify, the modify. <laughs> well, that's it. We call it the success option. There you, you know? go. So. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, is there um, anything else you want to cover on infinite banking, the infinite banking concept? I'm just thrilled you asked me to talk to you about it, and I'm a proponent of it. Uh, I espouse it to my family, and um, I'm excited that they're doing a big part of it, and I hope that I'm around long enough to see the benefits that my grandkids get out of it when they're old enough to start using, accessing their policies. Well, that's part of what Spartan would do for you. I hope so. 
Yeah. I hope so. That's what I'm like. I show up. What are you doing, James? I'm just trying not to die right now. <laughs> so, uh, um, what else do we have to do? Just be healthy. And- you know, looking back, and, and I don't want to mention life insurance companies' names or anything like that, but you own several different life insurance companies. Um, but overall, looking back, would you have done something different or is it as good or better or not as good as you thought it would be? You know, so if, could you speak on the results? Not necessarily numerically personally but right. you know whatever you'd like to share um i wish i could have been a good enough salesman of it to convince uh, some more family members to have uh, seen the benefits of it you know, but you can't. You have relationships where that sort of, whether it's life insurance or estate planning or things like that, are just not a conversation that you feel comfortable having with certain people. And that's a shame Um, because maybe those are the most important. Mm -hmm. But um, so I would have done a little more talk. And you can't make anybody do anything. But um, I would have liked to have spread the word to other parts of my family a little better. Yeah. I understand that and the way you're built. I understand why you say that. You know, I mean, I'm the same. Um, and it's true, I believe, in today's society. You know, when I was growing up, and I think I'm older than you, but, you know, you could talk about some things and not others. And today, you families really don't talk about money. That's yeah. really a kind of a taboo subject. Yeah. They don't really talk about money. And if they do, it's very segmented. You know, maybe the... The family member that's, you know, taken care of the parents or grandparents or what have you. But money's a very tough subject right. in families, no question. Well, Melissa's side of the family, uh, her folks um, and her dad passed away a couple of years ago, but her mom was really the catalyst of it. And she set things up and she didn't get into the infinite banking stuff, but we did estate planning and it will benefit her family yep. and uh, mine not so much I'm on my side as far as parents or anything like that so um, I would just be the example I mean then you are <laughs> working I try try to be uh, you know whether it's the working out and being a decent husband <laughs> Um, and well, you know, she was in a good attitude, was, so you're doing something right. She so. is, she's man, she's a ball of fire, that's for sure. She is, uh, not feisty, but the fierce is what she's been called. I she's can completely fierce. see that she's fierce. Yeah. So, uh, the best thing that's ever happened to me for sure, right. Marriott. How long y'all been married? No question. You Let's did. see. Ninety-two. March of 2022 will be 38 years. Wow. You don't even look that old, Paul. 
If he had hair, would it be gray? It would be. <laughs> I shaved this morning, so I got, I got all whacked all the gray off of it. But I do have gray hair. Oh, perfect. <clears throat> well, listen, I, I appreciate you very much stopping by here and sharing your time with us. It's and, an honor. You know, thank uh, you for inviting me. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and um, you know, I had fun, and hope you enjoyed. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.